0: Aaron's Radio Show. Very nice. Very music. Very cool. I like it. Coming to
1: you almost live from Berkeley, California. It's Aaron's Radio Show, the podcast with your host, Aaron Gobbler. Thanks, Jake. And welcome, everybody, to episode 12. You're listening to the podcast version of My Three Songs, a show where my guest provides three selections, and we talk about why those songs are meaningful to them. The podcast version features full interviews, but includes no licensed music. To enjoy the original version with music included, please visit our website, aaronsradio.show, where you can stream every episode. If you wish to be a guest on the show, please complete the short survey on the My Three Songs page on our website. Now here's the show. Welcome to My Three Songs, where I play three special songs chosen by my guests, and we talk about why they chose each song. Now, today, my guest is fellow high school friend, Amy Zwyman Harwood. Hi, Amy. Can I call you Amy, or should I call you by all three names?
0: (laughs) No, Aaron, you can absolutely call me Amy.
1: Great. I want to thank you for being on My Three Songs. You are officially the second guest on this show. Uh, What made you decide to be on the show?
0: Well, first of all, I love Jen Lappin. I have known her for many, many years and have been a music follower of her, taste and style. And when I saw that she had done it and listened to it, I knew I wanted to jump on board as well.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And so before we get started, can you tell me something about how music fits into your life? Um, like, is it a key part of your normal day? Or is it mostly like in the background?
0: Well, I, I think that music is a soundtrack um, to your life. So there are certain songs that when you hear them, they bring you back to a period in time. But I grew up with parents who played music in the house all the time. Um, we spent a lot of time at the Philadelphia Orchestra for Children series. We spent a lot of time at the Mann Music Center or the Robin Hood Dell East.
1: Robin Hood Dell, yeah.
0: Before with the Mann Music Center, my parents had very eclectic tastes. Um, so we listened to everything from Mozart and Chopin to Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass. Um, and then my sister and I had the pleasure of introducing our parents to music, which was so nice. So I think that I love listening to the music. I love what it reminds me of. And every once in a while, a song gives you that shiver that you wish it didn't remind you of.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, and, and living in Philly, you know, we, we both of us grew up out outside Philly. Uh, we know that Philly has like a deep music history and the sound of Philly and such, but um, I'm guessing some people may not actually think of Philly when they think of, of, you know, music history and, and, uh, and then the, uh, there were just so many uh, venues. To well, I
0: mean, you know, there was the 23 East um, in Ardmore or, that used mm-hmm. to get great bands. Um, the main point, which used to get amazing folk music, which was, right outside of Narberth, Pennsylvania, one of the suburbs near us. And then, of course, there was the Theater of the Living Arts and the Spectrum. And before it was destroyed, JFK was one of the two international hosts for Live Aid. Mm -hmm. So, you know, millions of people were involved in that project. We also had a very musical high school. We had incredibly talented musicians that we went to school with. And I think the performing arts were celebrated there um, thanks to people like Dr. Giersch and and Mr. Peluso, Mm -hmm. who encouraged students to become involved in players, whether it be from the Variety Show or the Spring Musical.
1: Amy, uh, you selected three great songs. I'm going to rattle off the titles and artists, and then we'll listen to each song and then talk a bit about each. How's that sound? Sure. Okay. Good, yeah. So so your songs were Spanish Moon by Little Feet and that was from 1974. Uh This Land is Your Land, uh the version by Peter Paul and Mary from 1963 and What the World Needs Now is Love, uh the very popular version by Jackie DeShannon from 1965. So, uh I don't mean any offense by this because you and I are the same age, but these are all uh certainly considered oldies by any right. standard, right? Um, a couple of them are from around the time when we were born. Um, so I'm really eager to hear your stories about them. And um, first, we're going to take a listen to Spanish Moon by Little Feet. Hello, podcast listener. To experience this episode with music included, please visit our website, aaronsradio.show, where you can stream all episodes. Well, I'm... Um, Amy, mean, I have to confess I um I really don't know much of Little Feet's catalogue. Um and I certainly don't recall this song. Um, but it was a lot of fun listening to it and I was kinda of bopping around here. It has got I feel like it's got the southern sensibility to it, but it actually has like a real soul and funk core. Um and um and now I want to go back and listen to like Little Feet their to their catalogue. So thank you. You, you know
0: what? <laughs> Get Waiting for Columbus. Okay. <laughs> it's a, it's a great general album. When they always have those Facebook surveys, which I don't do anymore because I think that they use it to hack you. But when somebody says, oh, we, you know, one of your favorite Tannen albums for the next 10 days, Little Thieves Waiting for Columbus always makes it in there. Awesome. Um, but this song, which is not as popular as Dixie Chicken or Fat Man in the Bathtub. Brings me back to the summer of 1986, which I call the last free summer. Okay. It was the summer after our junior year of college. So you knew that after you graduated college, there was going to be either graduate school or work or something mm-hmm, more responsible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure. I lived in Ann Arbor. I stayed with my friends that summer. Um, one of my closest friends had been a teaching assistant of mine who was a huge Little Feet fan. Um, so it was always playing in his apartment when you were there and it was, you know, outdoor alfresco dinner nights and movies being shown on the side of buildings and dancing to cover bands um, in the middle of the Diag in Ann Arbor. And this song always was played at the mellowest part of the evening. It always put me in a good mood. And as you said, you don't expect to be bopping along, but you are. Yeah. Um I think Little Feet is is one of those southern bands people think of the Allman brothers. Um they don't necessarily think of Little Feet and they're just great.
1: Thank thank you again for including that. I I really was enjoying it and tapping stuff on my desk and, and uh uh I uh and then I also feel like bad like Wow, why wasn't I listening to this more back years ago? Like, but now I have something it's, more to it's explore. Never, it's
0: never too late. Never too late. late. Okay. Music childhood,
1: right. Okay, well, thank you thank you for giving me that permission. Um, so the next song um is is certainly a very famous song. Um, and everybody uh probably has heard of this song already. Um, and I can't remember which version of the song I'm so I'm more familiar with, but uh, but this this is uh, this land is your land, uh, and this version is from Peter Paul and Mary, uh, from 1963. So we're going to listen to that, and then on the other side, uh, we'll we'll talk about it. So uh, let's, let's let's listen to that now. Hello, podcast listener. To experience this episode with music included, please visit our website. Aaron's Radio show, where you can stream all episodes.
0: That song has to put
1: a smile on your face. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's fun hearing Peter, Paul, and Mary. My mom uh, played one of their albums for us as kids in the sixties and seventies. Um, but Amy, I, I found it. I found a novel that someone included a Heartland classic like this in in their list. Uh, what made you add the song to uh, to your list today?
0: Um, so this is a total growing up on Andover Road song. Okay. Um, my parents were huge Peter, Paul, and Mary fans. We saw them at the Man Music Center. We never saw them at the Philadelphia Folk Festival. because They actually never played the Philadelphia Folk Festival. Oh, okay, Festival. okay. Um, but, you know, my parents were huge fans. And my father would sing along at the top of his lungs. And, of course, my <laughs> sister and I would be mortified and embarrassed. Um, I remember once we were at a national park and – they used to do these, you know, big events for their guests and they would always be playing this song and my father would be singing along. I think that in a time when people feel so separated about how they feel about the United States and our country, um, this song somehow manages to not get stuck in that. Okay. Um, and it's, a song that kids learn how to sing. It doesn't talk about what this country should be or how it should be. It, it's a kid's song that if you really listen to the words, um, it has a much deeper message. Um, but I think the reason I chose the Peter, Paul and Mary's version versus the Pete Seeger or the Arlo Guthrie, which are also very well known and very uh, popular versions is, my connection um, to Noel Stuckey, who's Paul, um, right. his daughter was a friend of mine in grad school. Um, we had the honor of meeting him. But probably one of the things that I got to take with me after I lost my father was that uh, my father was very involved in a medical organization. And the year that he was president, the foundation's fundraiser talent um, was Peter, Paul and Mary. Nice. And sitting at our table and watching my father sing along and no longer being embarrassed and mortified uh-huh. and just being able to enjoy watching him like it so much and be so joyful about it. And how that night he gets That was so great. That was so great. Um, And how happy being with my sister and I and our partners at the time made him. Um And that, my children love the music and they sing it along as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just you know one of those feel good yeah. songs,
1: and it's one of those songs you'll continue to hear through your life in different situations. And it sounds like there's a bittersweet story to it, but it sounds like uh, when you hear it, it makes you feel good. Yes, um, yeah. So that's uh, thank you, thank you for that story. That sounds like something a very uh, personal connection to a song right. and to the artist, right? Um, and then the the last song that in your set was What the World Needs Now is Love and it's sung by uh, Jackie DeShannon uh, and of course uh, written by um, Burt Backrack Back- and Hal David and, and Hal David two like, wonderful uh, uh, writers uh, very prolific writers um, so let's listen to Jackie DeShannon's version and then um, I'd like to uh, talk about the song afterwards sure Hello, podcast listener. To experience this episode with music included, please visit our website, Aaron's where you can stream all episodes. Amy, is, um, as I mentioned, uh, you know there are many recordings of this song uh, by a lot of artists. So, um the Shannon's version sounds a lot like Dionne Warwick? I don't know if that's just in my mind because I know that she's sung so many of. Uh, right, Dionne uh, Warwick ba-
0: turned it down originally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I don't even understand. But um I actually picked this for a very specific reason. So in my parents' eclectic music case, there was the Burt Backrack album with Hal David and the album of the soundtrack for Alfie and and so I grew up listening to the Burt Backrack. Okay. Uh-huh. And in nineteen ninety seven ish, a movie came out called My Best Friend's Wedding. Uh Julie Roberts, which wasn't a particularly good movie, but had an excellent soundtrack. Um, And that song was on it. Um, And somebody had like burned their CD of it for me and used Mm -hmm. to play it in the house. And my son Daniel was about two and a half and I was ridiculously pregnant with my second child. And that song would come on and Daniel would look at me and go, love sweet love mommy let's dance to love sweet love so you can just imagine a very pregnant amy harwood holding her two and a half year old with the belly trying to dance to this song and <laughs> i realized when i was picking songs that emotionally meant something to me this was a song that it meant one thing when Bert Backrack was singing it and I was listening to my parents' Hi-Fi in the living room with the shag right. carpeting.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And was very different when I was listening to Shannon singing it and me dancing with my son instead of my father. Um, uh-huh. and it really it's a song that, you know, makes the transition. And that's what's great about a lot of these old songs. They're coming back and Movie soundtracks, Guardians of the Galaxy brought a ton of songs back right. from our yeah. childhood. Yeah. Introducing it to a whole new generation uh-huh. of people. And, and that song was the song of my, you know, my older son and I. In fact, that was a song we danced together at his bar mitzvah. It uh-huh. was, it's just, and still when we hear it on the radio we're, we're passing, all four of us will call it the love, sweet love song. Um, because that's what it meant to us back in 1990, 1998, right before my younger child.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's a sweet story. Um, and, and it's, was, uh, it's very interesting to hear like, you know, your, the differences in the versions and how the different versions of the different singer, how they right. are different for you. Cause somebody else might say, well, it's just the same song, you know? Um, but, um, I just belts it out.
0: Like it's a gospel song. (laughs) Right. And, and Burt Bacharach does it to be like, you know, a nightclub singer. Right. And then she does it like it's a sweet love story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's even a version on like one of the Austin Powers movies or something. (laughs) Right. Right. The second, his second movie. Yeah. Um, but that was, thank you for that. Thank you for that story. That's, that's really, that's sweet. And I can understand why it's, uh, such a poignant uh, song for you. Um, So uh, to tell me, is there anything else that you'd like to share about your selections in general, or
0: I I think that they're all songs that have been around for way before me and will be around way after us. I mean, I I think they are those, you know, one hit wonder flash in the pans that still, when you hear it, you love it. But, you know, the other day I was listening to my younger son sing, King Harvest Dancing in the Moonlight.
1: Right, uh, right.
0: Okay. That I remember singing that at the Friend Central Pool in the early seventies. Yeah. And and kids are singing it now. So, you know, that's the great thing that you know, the Grateful Dead. There's a whole group of deadheads around that weren't even alive when Jerry was still alive. So right.
1: And yeah, it's perpetual.
0: Right.
1: And, and yeah.
0: And there's uh, some very yeah. bad music out there. If I never hear "Money, Money" ever again, okay, I'll be okay with
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. There's some that kind of like a flash in the pan, or right. or they were really big at that moment. But it there, it is. It is fun hearing your kids play music that you don't remember like ever introducing them to, or uh, or that they found out of you know. Of that music from Glee or something, right. or some movie or something. You're like, okay, however you did it, uh, you know, I, that's it is kind of exciting. The how some songs can just keep um, keep reappearing in in each right. generation. So, um, well, I want to thank you, Amy, for your time. This was a lot of fun. It
0: was um, so much
1: fun. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself too, uh, and I'm hoping that listeners will enjoy this too. And um, I want to remind our listeners that if you want to be part of this show. You can start by going to our website, aaronsradio.show, and clicking on the My Three Songs button on the homepage. And I want to thank you again, Amy. And uh, and say, uh, you know, until next time, keep your ears and mind open and let more music into your world.
0: Listening to Aaron's radio show.